I'm Taylor. And I'm Ethan. <laughs> and this is You Must What's Be What's so Bored. funny about that? Hold up. What's so funny about that? It's just my name. Just the the delivery was, you nailed it. Was it just, was it too, okay. I, okay, it's fine. It's all good. I you think just you keep going. It. It's, it's good. Well, now it's your turn. <laughs> On today's episode of You Must Be Bored, Ethan and Taylor are going to give their Mount Rushmore of pet peeves. Isn't that right, Taylor? That's that's exactly right, E. This is going to be a subject that I'm probably going to get very animated about. Um, just even typing these out, I was getting worked up. But you know, it's gonna be, it's all gonna be good, okay? This we're just talking. You know, we're just gonna get it out there. It's just my top four. Even have some honorable mentions, and we're just gonna plow through them. It's interesting that you type them. I'm more of a write it out type of person. Do you have like a notebook? Oh, meant it's a notebook exclusively for the pod. Okay, I feel way underprepared then because I just have a notes app. Hey, I well, I mean to be fair to you, I'm just not good with notes app. I have about a hundred notes, and it's just in shambles. No organization. That's fair. So for all of you out there who are listening to this, a I don't know why. Okay, because it's just going to be us talking. Fair point. <laughs> Literally, the reason we named this podcast "You Must Be Bored" is because if you are listening to us ramble on a weekly basis, you've got to be pretty bored. So, that's a I you think, thing. But hey, we but have, we're going to be here. I think we have a little bit to offer. Not much, but a little bit. Not much. Don't give us too much credit now. Not much. So, essentially, the gist is, Taylor, how did we even come up with this? Probably through some delinquent and dumb conversations. Probably. Maybe not delinquent, but dumb, yes. Oh, I know what it was. We were, I was driving home, I think from Lexington. And you you're, you should feel honored. You're one of my people who I call to make a drive seem not as long. I'm glad I can be of your service. If I get tired of a podcast, I'll I'll call you. You get a live podcast. That's what you get. Yeah, that's right. And I think we were, we were just talking and I looked down and we were, we had been talking for, oh, I don't know, like 45 minutes, and the substance was very little. <laughs> Not working with a whole lot. <laughs> we, 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 we talked a lot, but we talked about a little. And so I think what happened was, I was like, dude, we should just, almost as a joke, we should do a podcast. And then you were like, oh, I'm so down. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, your Christmas gift to me is a microphone. I was like, oh, I guess we're doing yes, sir. this. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, I guess we're doing this. So, and now we are. Anyway, and here we now are. here we are. So, this is a little, by the way, side side quest here. I had written down a couple of questions just if we choked and didn't have anything to talk on. Uh, and one of oh, them yeah, was that's... on long drives. How do you go about passing the time? Oh, so I, I totally already took that one from you. You we did. can't bring that one up again. Okay, so we'll just elaborate on it. Yeah, cross that one out. Cross it. If we have to vamp, we can't use that anymore. Okay, are we elaborating now, or am I just straight up crossing it out? You're just <laughs> throwing just my straight, point away. I would straight up cross it out. Okay, well, I'm bringing it back up later. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. We're off to a hot start. Duh. Here in the You Must Be Bored podcast. <laughs> so, Taylor, I figured since it's the first episode... 
we should probably tell people how we met and our relationship up until this point. So in doing this, I want to hear your vantage point first, and then I will give my vantage point, and then we'll see how it mixes together. Okay. No pressure. Um, No pressure. It's all good. One of my first memories, and there were more before this, but this is the most, I think, poignant one, at least in the early stages of our friendship. We were at band camp. Now, don't get any ideas here. We were at band camp. Yeah. And, you know, as young fellas, we like to to fight sometimes physically. Just, you know, wrestle around. And Ethan was drinking. boys. Boys being boys. Ethan was drinking some water out of a styrofoam cup. And I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to stuff that cup in his face. Mm. And Ethan had just had chemical surgery on his nose to, what, keep it from bleeding? Yeah, so the side note, I had a really bad nosebleed problem in high school. And so to remedy this, I literally had to go to... I don't even know what you call him. Like a, it's not a nose, a nose doctor. <laughs> he went to the nose doctor. <laughs> yeah, I went to the nose doctor, and they were like, "We're gonna have to cauterize the inside of your nose." And I was like, "Well, that sounds painful," and they were like, "It is." <laughs> so we're gonna give it to you. Straight. I was it's like, gonna "How suck. are you? How are you gonna do this?" And they were like, "Well, we're gonna put these chemicals on this swab, and we're gonna rub it around up in your nose." Um, top five most painful experiences of my life. <laughs> um so that that's kind of like the story behind the whole nosebleed thing go but continue um so he had just had the surgery from the nose doctor and i shoved the styrofoam cup in his face for i don't know what reason and I, from my understanding it basically undid the entire painful surgery is that correct um you kind of cut out there for a second i'm not gonna lie to you rock so you're going to have to say that again. Where am I Where am I starting from? <laughs> I heard, so you're going to stuff the cup up in my face. Yes, for, okay, and then I you don't know why. Clarification on the, oh, you were wondering why you did it? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, um, no, because, not why I did it. Did I undo the entire surgery? Um, you, you definitely did not help. I don't think I had, I didn't have to get it re-cauterized. See, I'm not an awful friend. No, you're just bad. Yeah, no, but it's it's all good. But we all live and we learn. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's fine. But uh, continue. I want to hear uh, your story arc here. Again, no pressure here. He's yeah. Like, one of the things that I'm worst at, and I'm sure that you will figure out, is that I am awful at telling a story. Eventually, I get to a yeah, cul-de-sac in the story, and I'm like, and I guess I guess we're here. So thanks for putting this pressure on me, E. No, I got you, dude. I've got, but, got to keep you on your toes a little bit here. In high school, this, I think these are going to be less of a, a cohesive story and more one-offs. Okay. Um, another story that sticks out pretty boldly in my memory, we were – it was a snow day. We didn't have school. And, Ethan, you had this Dodge Durango, four-wheel drive. It was a Haas in the snow and the ice. So what we took it out for a spin. a vehicle. You're right. It was. And we took it out for a spin. And – as one does in the ice, as a new driver, you do some some donuts or some sliding. You just take advantage of the ice. Yeah. And we had a good time. We went to an empty parking lot, drive safely, but we, we had some fun. And then on the way back, we were driving through the neighborhood, and everything was fun. We were laughing, having a good time, and we went around this turn. And usually when we would have stopped sliding, we just didn't stop. And at first, we're like, huh, we're fine. 
But then we kept sliding and we saw that we were eventually going to slide into a light pole. And when I say we stopped a mere like maybe an inch from this light pole, we just stood like sat in that car probably for a full minute, didn't say a word. And then we backed it up and we drove about five miles an hour home the rest of the way. That, yeah, that would have been a tough one to explain to the parents um, about how, because that was not long after I had just gotten my full license. <laughs> and backstory on this Durango I had, it was my dad's old blue Durango, had four wheel drive. It had like 165,000 miles on it by the time I got it. Dude, yes. it was a tank. Really like, was. I felt so invincible in that thing. Like, there were there if there was a foot of snow outside, I'm, I was like, I'm just going to go drive for fun. You know, it was almost one of those situations. But that the story you just told, I remember it because I think we were at Shillito Park and like in front of the baseball field. Yeah. And I mean, dude, I we were inches away from T-boning a light pole and we didn't say a word to each other. And then we just drove slowly home. <laughs> And I was like, you're not, we are not going to talk about this ever again until now. Statute of limitations has passed. Sorry, oh, mom. Sorry, dad. Um, but I, you know, who knows where that Durango is? Hopefully it's in like a scrapyard cause it, it was, has seen better days, but we, we gave it some good days. We did a lot of, a lot of memories. So, okay. So you're telling stories about like the early days of our relationship. I want to go all the way back all the way back to like when I first even knew of you. Okay. So I remember this relatively vividly. Um, it was my, I think it was my eighth grade year. And we were at the Lafayette band area concert. Um, and I was just standing with my dad and he was just talking to a bunch of parents and a bunch of students. And there was this like group of, I guess they were color guard girls that like came up to my dad and they were like, where's Taylor rock. And my dad's like, I don't know. And they're like, Oh, okay. And they like giggled off like high school girls do. You know, I was like, who's this Taylor dude? <laughs> you know, Just like, apparently he's a big deal. And so then whenever, yes, not, but go on. No, hold on. I'm getting there. Hold <laughs> up, hold up here. So I get to, I get to high school you're a year older than me in school. And so I get there and I, I kind of knew of you, you know, like, you know, you didn't know me at the time, but we played baseball against each other. Um, you were on the Cardinals, right? That's right. And you were on the Pirates. Yep. Um, faced you one time and you walked me because you were scared. I didn't um, want to hurt your feelings. Okay? No, it's fine. It's, uh, um, no, let's, let's not move on too quickly there. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Okay. Is that it? Yes, you may go. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the freshman year of high school. I see you. Taylor Rock is like the heartthrob of Lafayette High School. Let's be fair. You were Taylor. Like, uh, and I wouldn't say high school, high school. Maybe the band. Oh, definitely the band. Like, oh my gosh, every girl had a crush on you. You were the, you know, the hot too hot to trot tuba player you know gosh that sounds so nerdy anyway mm. but mm, but <laughs> anyway so like i'm like man this dude i, I kind of hate him 
you know, like secretly. Because I was just a, hate. Uh, and it's literally I didn't not because of like any of your you know personality traits or anything like that. It was I think it was due to the fact that I was the chubby freshman, you know, boy at the time and was getting zero attention. They were intimidated by your Yeah, your, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, the as I grow up the male physique. I was like the reason girls didn't talk to me in high school was because they were intimidated by me. Yes. Not because I was like two hundred and forty pounds and five nine. Two hundred and forty pounds of just too hot to handle. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and then like I didn't I didn't talk to you hardly at all my freshman year. And but it was going into the sophomore year. We had we had started just crossing paths more and more. And then I think I just straight up asked you, I was like, dude, do you want to like hang out? <laughs> <laughs> that is you know, straight just, out of Step Brothers. I, I mean, it, it just kind of got to the point because like we got to the point where every time we would cross in the hall or in the band room, we would just talk and like have a conversation. And then I was like, all right, I kind of like this dude. <laughs> do you like literally straight out Step Brothers? Do you want to just hang out, man? Did we just become best friends? And then, I mean, that's literally when, you know, you came over to my house. You, you like, spent the night, and it was a blast. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh. So that's how that's how all of this formed. And then, like, from that point on, it, it, it is what it is. The story has been written. You know, it was, you know, Ethan and Taylor, you know, we were, we were running it back then. That is awesome because – you had asked me that before, like, talk about how we first met. And I was like, honestly, I don't remember, like, there being a definitive, like, first time we ran into each other moment. No, and it was like a slow build. Slow burn. The best kind of burn. That's right. So, okay. So, from there, this is a rough transition. Can you tell people, or I can tell people, I don't care, just a little bit about what you have been into since we kindled this friendship? Oh, you're just talking about my life trajectory since high school? Yeah, I can understand how that was not worded super well, but yes. Okay. What's your life so, trajectory? I mean, so I went to college, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as did you. Mm -hmm. uh, we kept in touch. We actually went to different colleges. Okay, you went to UK. What, two and like a half the Lexington hours away? You are. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I don't not, like how you I'm said not hating. I'm not hating. Your tone? No. Nope. Okay, go on. I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool headed. This is this is my this is my time. If um, you ask anybody, I am cool headed. Taylor, this is my turn to talk. I the floor <laughs> is yours, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you went to UK. I went to WKU. Don't give my intro. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. I went to Western Kentucky University. Okay, I'll shut up. It's all good. I went to school about two and a half hours away from you. I won't name the university. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went to Western, I was one of the very few people from our high school that went to Western. So I remember, you know getting my roommate assignment because I was like, I'm going to be the cool kid that, you know, gets a random roommate, blah, 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 blah. And then I got my random roommate and it freaked me out. 
And so I literally just messaged someone that I knew from high school and we just ended up rooming together anyway. So I went to Western, you know, got my degree in marketing. Um, and then now I'm in finance. So not really using my degree, um, but Preach. I'm still, <laughs> <laughs> I am still here in Bowling Green with my wonderful wife and dog. Um, and yeah, that's where we are now. What, what about you, Taylor? Where'd you go to college? So there were no spoilers earlier, but I went no. to uh, the University of Kentucky and I got my bachelor's in music education. And I'm not really using that. Some of the knowledge I got from that, I, I guess I do use uh, as a freelance designer or choreographer in the marching arts world. Uh, I used to say it's I was self-employed just because it felt nice to be like, oh, I'm self-employed. Oh, but yeah. really, I am a freelancer, freelance independent contractor. Uh and with that, I'm, I'm super busy between, uh, I'd say, July and November. And the off-season, basically November to July, um, there's still planning that goes on, but it is much less intensive, at least in in my life it is. Uh, so this year in the off-season, I, I thought, why not try to dip my toes into some content creation? And this is a little bit of that. And, you know, it's... It's one of those things. It's super hard to be successful in that area, but you know, I'm really at a point in my life. I don't know how you feel about this, E, but where I I very much feel in the headspace of why not just give it a try. Sure. I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is it's not going to work out, and then life's going to go on, and it would be dumb to just not do things because you're afraid to not make a mistake. So this is the the off season of dipping toes into creating some content, seeing what that world is like um and really being okay with you know making the mistakes coming out with some risk of embarrassment for being silly whatever it is but we're having a good time with it um uh after so we'll get into quarantine experiences later uh but during quarantine i got very bored and i thought i'm gonna go back to school so i had all this time on my hands so I went back to school. I started my master's in business admin. And after quarantine, everything started to get back to normal in my regular busy season, which is extremely busy. It's basically I work, you know, more or less every day, pretty much all day for from July to November. And I didn't think about that fact, having to do my master's with that. Uh, so I did regret it a little bit there for a bit, but I I finished my master's in October, not really using that at the moment, but I just wanted some versatility as opposed to a music education degree. So I have my master's, uh, and then I wrote down some random interests. Um, I love walking my dogs. I think, what, what do you like? I, I do too. No, that's fine. I didn't realize we were getting this deep. I, I feel like I did not elaborate as much as I could have compared hey, to you. Hey, maybe I'm feeling sentimental. No, it's good. Maybe I am. Keep Maybe it going. I am. Anyways, I love walking my dogs for a couple of reasons. Number one, I love getting outside and just getting some fresh air. Admittedly, I haven't done that as much since it's been cold outside. So I, I could probably be better about that. But I love getting outside, getting some fresh air with them. I've never been, well, I guess I used to run. I just, I hate running. I'm going to be honest. I can't, I, I hate fair. it. So I just want to walk. And 
you know, on the days where you feel like maybe you're not getting as much done, it feels nice to to have that sensation of you're enriching enriching their lives. So I, don't know, I love walking my dogs. Um, I have a growing love for NBA. Really, it's every year I feel like I watch more and more NBA. That used to not be my favorite sport. I used to not like it at all. But I've been watching a lot more NBA. Uh, so don't get me a, on a tangent on that. And then I do, I have no shame about this. I love video games. Um, I struggled with that for a long time, feeling guilty about enjoying playing video games. I just had, I don't know if you ever have this feeling of like, I probably need to not play video games and grow up. But then it's like, but I, I like playing video games. There's There's nothing wrong with that. I like playing video games too. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I kind of go at it in spurts in terms of video games there i mean and we'll get into it during our quarantine talk but like <laughs> oh oh <really>? man <laughs> anyway but i mean there there will be stints throughout the year where i will hop on my xbox or um i don't know why i said or i only have an xbox so um but i'll have stints where i'll go three weeks and i'll play xbox almost every night and then I won't touch it again for another three months. And so, I mean, I, I'm more of a sporadic gamer as opposed to you. But yeah, I'm, go- I'm going steady with the video games. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. We've got a we have a consistent relationship going. Man, Don't tell you, my lady. You, you like went into hobbies and everything. I, I really was not prepared for this. Hey, I, 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 I kind of deserved it because I left you hanging with the whole origin of our friendship segment you, you did a little bit but hey we we came out of it oh yeah uh to our listeners this this is all pretty much off the cuff like we we do not really have an outline and except for like the big ticket items that we want to talk about but it was funny we hopped on the call before we started recording and taylor was trying to go through the outline of the podcast and I just had to stop. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're just going to free ball this dude. I don't know wrong? if he liked that. <laughs> like, it's weird because I, I definitely am a unorganized person in many aspects of my life, but some random things, it's like, I love the order. There's no rhyme or reason. I get, it. Order I get shows it. And we're, we're about to get into it. Okay. Well, I should feel like before we get to the Mount Rushmore pet peeves, and for those of you who are like, oh, they're doing a Mount Rushmore, they're copying it from Pardon My Take, we are 100% copying this from Pardon My Take. <laughs> Unless that gets us in legal trouble, and then it was an original idea. Mount yes, Rushmore um, is public property. Not really. It's right. government, right? What? Go on. Like the actual Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's owned by Barstool Sports. But That is not what I... That is not oh. what I implied. Oh. Sir. Oh, do you hear that car alarm? This is going well. A little bit. It's all good. They'll get it figured out. But anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Mount Rushmore. We are 100% taking that from part of my take. Um, I love that podcast. And awesome. I love it when they do Mount Rushmore. So I was like, oh, we should do that. Why not? So anyway, my hobbies are golf. And that's almost it. Are you good at golf? No. Nice. I'm okay. <laughs> You're like, better than I am. It is so hard to get good at. 
and it's really expensive. So if if you if you truly want to get good at golf, like break 80 good, you have to go almost every other day. You have to have access to a range. All of this costs money. All, golf is also very time intensive. Each round is four hours. And so I'm more of a, I'm more of a casual player. I love playing. But to say I'm not I'm not good. You know, if I go out there and I try to play against, you know, retirees who golf every day, I'm going to get my butt whooped. But I'll have fun doing it. You're so. approaching scratch golf, though, right? No. no. No, I thought you were. My bad. No, I'm like a 14 handicap. Can so. you explain what like a 14 handicap or scratch golfer is? For anyone a that scratch golfer is essentially is. a scratch golfer is a golfer who can go to a course or go play a course and they will shoot par. So the par would be scratch. So yes. So if I if I showed up to a course and I was a scratch golfer and the par for the course was 72, a scratch golfer will show up and shoot a 72. If that makes sense. And it, it that's kind of the the easiest way to explain it, but there's also you know, factors that go into it. There, are, Each course has a different rating. Their slope is different, so on and so forth. We won't get that technical, but the overall overarching definition is that. But I'm, I'm nowhere close to that. What about the handicap? That I can't, I can't even hardly explain that. Is the hand, okay. Here. I'll attempt. You can tell me if I'm way off base here. Sure. So if you have a handicap of five, is that essentially saying whatever, if it's a par 72, you can shoot a 77, and that's your version of a par? Essentially, yes. Nailed it. Boom. All right, Any Taylor. interest? No, not really. I also walk my dog. But it's mainly for her health. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I do I do listen to music and podcasts whenever I do it. And it is, it is my me time, so I, oh, yes. I, I appreciate it. Walking you know? is incredible with the... You, you just like clear your head. It's the same reason I love long drives with a grain of salt there. Like eventually I just want to be not driving anymore, but just right. having that space where you can just kind of check out a little bit, obviously still be a safe driver, safe walker, but just clear your head and think what, about whatever, can, literally anything. Well, sure. No, I mean, I enjoy, you know, we were talking about you hate running. Hate it. You know, like I don't really work out, you know, I, I don't, find joy in going to a gym i totally nope. respect the people who in, do enjoy doing that it's part of their daily routine they view it as their me time and safe space i totally understand all that it's just not me <laughs> you know i i have a buddy shout out angelo he he's super into the weight training and we would we would be the worst workout buddies <laughs> like if we tried to work out together it, it just wouldn't go well because I, I do not lift weights. I am the first to admit that I am very weak in terms of overall strength. And I my form of working out is walking. I'll do some running, but I honestly pretty much depend on my walks with Raven, who is my dog. And, you know, if I do go play a round of golf, I count that as exercise. Which it As is. As you should. Yeah, a full round of golf. You will burn calories. 
but I, I just have never gotten into the whole, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m., go to the gym, so on and so forth. I just can't hardly do it. <laughs> so, Every time that I try to do that, it lasts approximately one day. Oh, yeah. Like, my wife and I, we we went through a stretch like that where, oh, gosh, I think it was a New Year's resolution. Because we, we, we have a rowing machine. We have a treadmill in the garage. You know, we have kettlebells, so on and so forth. And so... We went through a stint where we were like, we're going to wake up at 530 in the morning. We're going to work out. We're going to go on a walk with the dog before, you know, we even have to think about, you know, showering and getting ready for our day of work. That lasted maybe four days. Honestly, that's pretty good. If you ask me. I mean, it just, it's just, we're not wired like that. I'm a nighttime walker. Oh, yes. Like I will take Raven out at 8 p.m. I'll take her for a mile and a half. I'll drop her off. I'll do another mile and a half just by myself. And then I'm good. I'm not a morning person. I can't do that. I respect those who can. I'm not I, trying to throw stones. I am definitely not a morning person either. The only caveat, and I don't even know, if, honestly, I don't even know what context to use caveat in. But when it's in the spring, and you wake up and you walk outside and it the air doesn't feel hot. It doesn't feel cold. Like you don't feel the air. I could make an amendment and be a morning person for that very brief period. Oh, yeah. No, I, I always tell people, you know, the moment. My, my favorite moments are whenever and I, I go back to golf, you know, if I if I step on the tee box and I and I have the first tee time at like 7:30 in the morning and like the sun's rising there's still dew on the ground you know the birds start chirping I love that you know you're waking up with nature you're already out there amongst you know all the birds and wildlife so on and so forth you're on a golf course so it's super quiet um I I respect the mornings in that aspect but it's the whole getting out of bed thing for me it's just tough man not a big fan. I, I just can't. I can't hardly do it. We got new sheets. Um, thread from, count. I don't even know. It's the softest sheets I've ever felt, though. I'm going to say, I could be way off here. I'm going to say 1,000. Wait. I, no, hold on. Hold on. Even, that I, might, don't, I don't even know if that's good. I think that might not be good. Oh. Keep going. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, these sheets have made it impossible to get out of bed. Makes it super easy to fall asleep, and I have the best night's sleep I've ever had. But whenever my alarm goes off in the morning, I'm hitting snooze more and more and more. It's so comfortable. Dude, it is so... It's dangerous, man. It's only it downhill really once you is. get out of bed. Oh, and I, I just wake up and I'm mad <laughs> that I had to get out of bed. You know, it, it's that soft. I don't even know the name, the brand name or anything like that, but oh my goodness best present ever <laughs> so it, it is it is so nice so i have not found an answer for oh yeah i have thread count is the number of horizontal threads left that's in parentheses i don't know and vertical threads warp that are in a square inch of fabric generally good sheets have a thread count between two and eight hundred two hundred and eight hundred so i wasn't far off with a thousand well a thousand's fantastic then it's up there. It's in the upper echelon of sheets. <laughs> we love it. Um, anyway. My, my current 
you were talking about your current uh, workout regimen. My current regimen, number, I guess walking dogs, I'll put that in there. And number two, every time before I get a shower, I do like 10 to 20 push-ups. Yeah. I don't, it's just, for some reason, I I used to do that. In addition right. to like other work sessions of working out. But like, I'm just going to do a little bit extra before I get a shower. I'm going to do 10 to 20 pushups every time. And it's just something I've carried over. Right. So at the very least, even if I'm being uh, lazy or just not moving a whole lot, at the very least, I get to do 10 to 20 pushups for, for a shower. No, I, I get that. And I also, my, my workout habits, it goes in spurts too. Like I'm not very consistent. And so if, if I have a goal, like I, I currently have a goal, you know, by the time Liz gets out of school, I would have liked to have lost 15 pounds. You know, because I'm I'm currently, you know, I kind of hover around 175 currently. Um, Taylor, I don't know if you realize this. You remember when you went to was it Myrtle Beach with us a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked at a picture of me from then? Um, I can't say that I've gone back and pulled up pictures of that beach trip now. Well, so usually if I go back back story, you know, whenever I was in high school, I weighed, you know, close to 240. I was very unhealthy. I just ate like a freight train. And then thank God for DCI. Um, but we need to do a podcast about DCI, which is Drum Corps International. It's a marching. Yeah, Drum Corps. We'll we'll get into that at a later time. I we do not have time. Yeah, yeah. We're professional athletes. Just if someone doesn't, just in case anybody. Yeah, don't don't. We had to pay. We didn't get paid to be professional athletes. We got we had to pay. Uh, We were so professional that we paid them. We we made we kept them going. Oh yeah. Go on. Anyway, but I went after my three years of DCI. I was down to one sixty. And then it's oh, what'd you say you starting know, was? Two forty. I'm no mathematician. That's, That's a lot. Eighty pounds. It's yeah. a lot. It was a lot, man. And anyway, but that that was forced weight loss. And so then you had the battle of, and you know this too. You're never gonna stay in the same shape. No. At the end of DCA, DCI, not even close. And so I mean, I just kind of gave up on it. And I got back up to like 210. And whenever we went to Myrtle Beach, Taylor, that's when I weighed 210. And so since then, I've just made like lifestyle changes over the past two years where I'm back down to 175. But that's really without hardcore working out, you know, all year round. You know, I'll go in spurts. Like right now, you know, I've, I did it today. I hopped on the treadmill. I do that in kettlebell for like 45 minutes. And I take Raymond on a walk. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. And there I just make sure I don't eat like complete garbage. Yeah. While I'm during that time span. So. Anyway. I'm, in a t- I'm in a tough place right now as far as fitness goes, because I think I'm, I think I can say I'm probably in the worst shape that I've been in a long time, but I'm also happier than I've been in a long time. Oh yeah. No, I And I think there is a better balance there. But it's tough because you know, like you were saying earlier, some people they love like their happy space, their safe place is going to the gym and doing that. But yeah. and I keep alluding to talking through quarantine. Something I got out of that was just appreciating life slowing down in a lot of areas. 
Oh yeah. No, I mean, you know, when I don't think, you know, weight, yeah. And a lot of people would disagree with this, but however much I weighed, especially when I got back up to 210, I was still happy. You know, that, that, that wasn't like my mental state was still good and everything, but it was more of me wanting to do this as a personal goal. Cause I knew like for my height, I need to be within a, like a certain weight bracket to be considered not overweight, which if you ever look at a chart at what those weight ranges are, they seem a little unrealistic because I think mine at five, nine, I have to be between like 145 and 158 or something like that. That's crazy to me to not be considered overweight. Yeah, that's. Hold on, say the say the height and the weights again. So I'm five nine, right? And mm-hmm. I think I looked at a table. It was like to be considered normal weight, you have to be between like one forty five and one fifty eight. Which is that crazy seems... to me. Cause at the end of DCI, I I mean I had a lot of muscle. That was the best shape I've ever been in. But I was one sixty and I felt like I don't know, one of the best athletes in the world. <laughs> you know, honestly, <laughs> to me personally, I'd never been in that good of a shape. I wore a size small in t-shirts and collared shirts and polos and all that. And my, you know, my waist size was the smallest that ever been. But I guess, you know, I, anyway, I just didn't, I just didn't agree with that table. I saw, so maybe I, I was looking at the wrong thing. I pulled but, up. I literally typed this in, so I don't know the validity of this, and I don't know if the, these qualifications change over time, which I'm sure they do. But this is from rush.edu, um, and for 5.9, this is saying for normal, 128 to 168, so that's still pretty close to that range. Well, okay, that's also like a super wide range. Yeah, I mean, that's 40 pounds. That's crazy. I cannot imagine me being 128 pounds. I just feel like I would be skin and bones. Like, how is that normal? Anyway, we're we're, we're getting sidetracked. Uh, you will notice in the des- uh, description of this podcast that we do have topics to talk about, but it's going to usually unravel into nonsense. This is the nonsense portion of the podcast. Uh, you're, uh, just uh, roll with us for a second. Sidebar, um, I don't remember the last time that I have weighed myself. <laughs> to the, to the point whenever like if I go to the doctor's doctor's office and they're like how much do you weigh I'm like ah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> one something one let's see 55 175 165 somewhere in a 20 pound range I think that's what whenever whenever I started gaining a bunch of weight back that that's kind of the mindset I got into <laughs> where I was like I didn't want to weigh myself because I was scared. Because I knew if I hopped on the scale and it popped out a number that was going to be shocking to me, that it would really kick my button gear. And I guess I just didn't want to do that at the time. Um, Ignorance is bliss. I, that's right. I was like, oh, I just looked in the mirror every day. And then I found out if you look in the mirror every day, you're really not going to notice a huge difference. <laughs> nope. You're just so used to seeing yourself. But anyway. We can get on a tangent about this all we want. We we should get into our Mount Rushmore of pet peeves, and I'm Let's really excited about this. Get into Mount Rushmore. 
I am so for those of you who don't know how the structure of a Mount Rushmore works, obviously there are four heads on the Mount on Mount Rushmore. I'm embarrassed that I did have to look it up. Hey, I was gonna admit it myself. You don't have to try and call me out. No, it's good. I I've even been there within the past I don't know two or three years, and I I definitely just so I didn't look stupid, even though now we're Ethan tried to call it out. I admitted myself. I did have to look it up just to make sure, double check how many heads are on Mount Rushmore, which there are four. Right. And so essentially how the structure goes is Taylor and I have typed out, you know, you know, four to six uh, pet peeves that we have. And so we're going to alternate picking these pet peeves and then at the end of four rounds we will have our mount rushmore our personal mount rushmores of pet peeves and then hypothetically i could put it out on like facebook and have people vote for who has the best mount rushmore not can to you, add a competitive aspect to this but i'm can also you very name competitive can you name the four i knew you were gonna ask me this oh my gosh uh-huh. Um, I embarrassed myself because I didn't know off the top of my head, and I don't you dare look it up right now. I um, literally, I'm not looking this up. Here we go. So I know you got you have George Washington, Abe yep. Lincoln's the far right one, right? Don't start asking me which one's which, but yes. Oh my gosh! You got two out of the four. Oh, this is so <laughs> embarrassing, dude. Um, I to be fair to you, I'm awful with history. I'm awful with just remembering random things. I don't know that. I think I would have panicked and been able to tell you zero. Because it, it's not. So you you have Washington and Lincoln. Oh my gosh, is it? Is it Thomas Jefferson? Yep. Is that one of three them? Three out of four, and you got one oh more left. Oh, gosh. All right, so number four. No pressure. Again, I don't think I would have gotten this. I, I don't even absolutely... know. I can't even picture it in my head. Teddy? Is that the answer? Theodore Roosevelt? Oh, he got, I wouldn't. He goes I would by have Teddy, never right? gotten that. I would have never gotten that. Anyways, I... I don't think I would have gotten any. I think I would have choked. I'm awful at remembering anything history. So oh, moving yeah. into the Mount Rushmore. Anyway, yeah, getting. <laughs> I'm glad. So we got to embarrass each other. Taylor didn't know how many heads there were, and then I couldn't name them. Okay. I knew that there were three or four or five. <laughs> you gave yourself a range there, buddy. I did. And it's embarrassing because <laughs> I ha- I, I've been there. I have pictures with it. I just don't want to get on and look silly, you know? Okay. Um, so what, how are we doing this? Are you giving all right, yours? All right, I'm all right. giving mine. Or are we just going one, 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 one? No. So we'll alternate. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. I'll let you give your first one and then I'll go next. All right. Are these in any particular order? I would get the ones that you feel like will really resonate with everyone out of the way first. Do you want me to save the crap for last? Yeah. I would just give your top four. And then if we, if I have... One of the ones that you have, I'll just pick one of my honorable mentions. I did text Ethan my Mount Rushmore. He said he deleted them. So if he steals any of mine, if you steal all four, um, I didn't it even was calculated. Look at it. I just saw there. you send me a list. And I was like, I know what this is. I'm not going to look at it because I want right, my fair. reaction to be genuine. So starting out with the Mount Rushmore, my first pick is going to be LED headlights at night. Uh, 
oncoming traffic when they have LED headlights, I know that they can see an ant crossing the road. I can't see a single thing. And maybe it's because I have astigmatism. I'm not even sure that I know what that is. But whenever someone's coming, it's at the point where it doesn't matter if they have their brights on or not. Every single time there's someone like behind us in our rear view mirror or coming in on oncoming traffic, like, do they have the, their brights on? And no, I just immediately. It's just their normal setting. I agree with you on this. They just, they can see into the future with their lights and I can't see anything. So I've always said, if I'm going to be run for president and my only platform is going to be regulating headlights. And I don't know which company, but I think there is a, I saw it, I want to say maybe a month ago where the car had sensors to where if you were driving and there was traffic coming on the other side of the road and you had your brights on, it would, or I guess not even brights, just regular headlights, it would portion off the part of the light that would be shining at those people and shut it off momentarily, just that one portion. And once they pass, it would come back on. Yeah, it's it's automatic brights. Like they're becoming very popular now. Like my truck has automatic brights and it's Well, I'm really not saying nice. brights. It's like it basically turns off like the 25 degrees of the leftmost part of the light. But the rest of the light stays on. Yeah. Unless my, I okay, dreamt my this. My truck doesn't do that. Unless this was in a dream and if it was, let's make this happen. Okay. But yeah, that that's my first pick, LED headlights at night. That's a good one. Okay. My first pick, and this, I if there is one thing in this world that drives me up a wall, it is chewing with your mouth open. That is my first pick forever and always. I just, I can't stand it. Whenever I, I'm eating with someone and they're just, you know, they're like smacking their lips um, this also includes slurping, like your noodles. I, I I can understand slurping soup because you know to the action of slurping the soup, especially if it's hot, you know you kind of get your mouth ready. You can kind of test you know the heat of the soup. I understand that, but I'm talking you know if you stick a spoonful or a forkful of food in your mouth and you chew with your mouth open, I hate you. I just, I can't stand it. It makes me rage on the inside. I will never say anything, but just know. My girlfriend (laughs) hates the way that I chew chips. Well, so, yeah. And she, you just said you won't say anything. She tells me every time. Well, uh, that's different. (laughs) So I'm talking more in a social setting. You know, if I, if, I, I have several people in my life. Am I one that, of them? That, no, I'm not okay. doing that. Um, most No, I'm not even going to narrow it down. It just, I just hate it. I think it's very distracting. I think it's very, um, I don't even know how to describe it. But Liz, Liz thinks, and she's true. I'm also about this, about chewing noises in general. Like... If I'm if I'm eating next to Liz at the dinner table and she's just chewing regularly and I get this is stupid, but on the inside, I'm like, man, she's chewing kind of loud. And it just it just makes me angry. 
you know, I just, I don't even know what to do. She, she's not even chewing with her mouth open, but if I can hear her chewing, it just, I don't know. It just drives me up a wall. See there, on the, the other side of it. See, that's what happens. My girlfriend, I'll be like minding my own business. I'm chewing chips with my mouth closed. Like chips are just loud. They are like, if it, if I'm in your wife's shoes or in my shoes with my girlfriend and I'm chewing like, I feel like you all want me to let the chips dissolve in my mouth. I totally, I know it's irrational, but I totally see where she's coming from. Like it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it makes me angry. Um, there, there's apparently a condition. There's like a term that describes, um, if you get irritated by chewing noises, there, there is a term for it. Um, and actually if you Google, most common pet peeves chewing is number one apparently um so i know i'm not alone in this but it it just makes me so angry if someone slurps their noodles i hate it i just think that one i feel like i haven't heard slash seen someone no that's very rare like aggressively because like if you go somewhere that has nice noodles and the noodles are long like it's not really short noodles you know, there's some level of like you have to slurp it, but I haven't seen someone do that in a long time where it's like, oh my gosh, you were so loud eating spaghetti with it. and there's like still a ton of noodle left and they slurp it up. I just hate it. I hate now, it. Now you're saying the sound, right? Not the actual act of like trying to silently slurp the noodle. Uh, I it's mainly the sound, but also I I think the action is pretty disgusting too. The noodles I can understand because sometimes you think you wind up the fork. You have it all a tight bundle on the fork, and then you go to take the bite, and there's just a noodle that wasn't on. Okay. But again, I mean, I'm not trying to. I get it. I I I get it. Loud. But my my one one, my pick round one pick one is chewing with your mouth open. That is my That's number fair. one pet peeve, and it will never be topped in my head. Fair enough. All right. What's your second pick, Taylor? All right. My second pick. Also, I'll have some honorable mentions. The first one was a driving one. I realized very quickly that many of my pet peeves <laughs> are from when I'm driving. But I tried. I picked other ones so that there was some variety in there. Uh, moving on to my second pick of my Mount Rushmore is when you hold the door for someone and they don't say thank you. Mm. So this is one I'm not holding the door for them to for the gratification of them saying thank you. Or the validation or whatever, but it's like, okay, I hold the door, you say thank you. It's just, it like whenever they just walk by, it feels like they're like, you're my valet, or like you were supposed to hold that door open for me. And again, it sounds silly because it makes it sound like I'm doing it for them to say thank you, but I'm not. It's just like, let's have this microtransaction of me holding the door, you saying thank you the same way if you held it for me, I would say thank you to you. No, that I, yes. That also I, makes me angry. I And I do. I love holding the door for people to the point of like. There's a weird space where it's, they're not they're like a medium distance from the door. You know, if they're right behind you, I will always hold it. And then there's the part where it's like you think they're closer than they are and you hold the door and they see you holding the door. And they do the little sped up walk. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yep. I, I get it. That's no, my I, pick. Hold I the door agree and they with don't that say one. thank you. 
I yeah, I agree with that one. Um my second pick, I'm actually I'm looking at my list and I think I'm going to make cuz the more I look at one of my honorable mentions, the more it makes me mad. So I think yeah, I can I had say some, that one. I I think some of my honorable mentions were would have made a great Mount Rushmore as well, but I I'd pick these just to have some variety in there. So All right. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pick one of my honorable mentions as my second pick. And that is when people FaceTime in a public setting without headphones. Mm. So if I'm, you know, you know, at a party or at a dinner or, you know, at a friend's house, so on and so forth. And there, there's always that person that will get a FaceTime from someone because that's their primary form of communication, which I think that's weird too. I don't know about you. Like I'll FaceTime with you, you know, but if I want to get a hold of someone, my go-to is not FaceTime. I will Mm -hmm. always text and then call if I need to, if I I really need to get a hold of someone. I know you do. I know you do. I don't know. That's that's, yeah. That's a pet peeve too. Anyway. um, Hey, I'm sorry. It, I've tried to overcome it. It's just something about that little ding makes me feel overwhelmed. Anyway, like, I, it, sorry, not it's whatever, but there's always that one person that will just answer a FaceTime and in that setting, we'll just have a full on conversation with someone on FaceTime where you can hear sometimes every very bit of their personal. Com- oh yeah. You can hear every part of their conversation and it's just loud and it's just really disruptive to the current environment. Is there and, any scenario where that happens and it's like some really good tea and you kind of flip the script and you start enjoying it? No, most of the time it's just, <laughs> you know, most of the conversations I've heard is just people will FaceTime someone and they'll just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm a they'll be like, well, I'm here. You know, <laughs> I'm at, you know, so-and-so's house or I'm at, you know, this restaurant. And everybody else just ends up sitting there waiting on you to finish your conversation. That way we can continue on with whatever we're doing. That I is, just, that I is just a great one. It. I think it, I, I don't know. I don't know what makes me so angry about it. I think it's the lack of awareness Yes. to those who are doing it. And I'm, I'm just to the point where, do you not realize how disruptive this is? I hope at some point someone listens to this on speakerphone in public and it gets to this part. I love it. You are the bad guy. (laughs) Let's make it. Just know everyone hates you. (laughs) (laughs) But you can, you can grow. You can learn. You can grow. There's nowhere to go but up. But anyway, that's my second pick. All right. My third pick, that was a great second pick. My third pick is going to be when people do not put shopping carts back Mm. yeah to the i'm not to a point where i will i've seen some videos where someone leaves the shopping cart out and then they'll go grab the cart and like put it behind their car i'm not at that point yet but i will very actively like go grab the cart make it clear that i'm grabbing their cart and then put it away just like it's not that hard to go put the the grocery cart away. No, I yeah. No, that makes my wife very angry too. 
It's like, and especially when they're like three car or parking spots away from what the sh- shopping cart deposit. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's like what? Just what? Put what it over are we there. doing here? Especially when it's windy and the there's a a risk of the shopping cart, you know, getting a gust of wind and building some momentum. It's like just go put it in the deposit. It's not that hard. No, I agree with you. No, I. It's it's like like you said, whenever you pull into a Kroger parking lot and you see the cart deposit lane or aisle or whatever you want to call it and then literally in the parking spot next to it are just two shopping carts that haven't been put in the bay there's obviously plenty of room in the bay what are we doing here were we just not able to take the five extra steps it took to put that away like let's just put in that little bit of effort to make someone else's life a little bit easier oh yeah yeah. All right. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Thank you. All right. My number three are people who overshare on social media. What do I mean by this? Elaborate. Um, well, there are several, you know, connotations that this applies to. But anyway, there there are people that hop on my timeline. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm almost thankful for them because I mean, the whole point of social media is to post something, you know? So as a lurker, I appreciate these people, but I also read these posts and I just cringe. It's it's the people who will post almost what they do every day, or like they'll post a selfie and be like, oh, hey, you know, we've got this going on today, blah, 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 blah. Or, oh, here's a picture of me just, you know whatever you know i don't i don't even know how to explain it but there are people that pop up on my timeline and they will make a post like and they will write a novel about the smallest thing see like a deer in their yard and they'll post a picture of it on facebook and then write a novel about the deer just stuff like that and i think it honestly applies more on the facebook side and i think the reason more people do it on facebook is because Facebook's demographic is very different than Twitter and Instagram. Like, do you agree with that, Taylor? Oh, for sure. I think Facebook's catching up and they are adapting a little bit. But so I, I would still w- say when the I say this, it's mainly different. Facebook. It's just mainly, you know, people posting on Facebook every day about everything. And I almost know too much about these people. Does that make sense? Like I I get on there. I know everything that's going on in in their life down to the T and I don't even know them. (laughs) You know, that's the, (laughs) the just, I don't, I don't even know them. I feel like I've never been a big share everything on social media. Oh no. I I am a hundred percent a lurker. The only time I'll post on Facebook is if something big has happened um, I honestly think the last poke post I made on Facebook was when my dad had a stroke and that was two years ago. Dang. And then on Twitter, I'll only post when I'm mad about UK sports, <laughs> which has happened a lot recently. Yes. I don't tweet about anything else. 
except for getting angry at UK sports or the Cincinnati Reds. You know your niche. I do, you know, and I realize I'm just shouting into the void, but it's a, it's a release for me. Do what you need to. And then on Instagram, I'll, I'll post like big events. You know, if we go to yes. Colorado, I'll post a picture. Um, but it's so, very infrequent. Yes. I've struggled with social media presence a lot because something that does, I, I don't know if bugs me is the right word for it, but naturally like you only post the good things typically although there are some people who they for sure post the bad things oh yeah so it's like this image i found myself only posting whenever things were good and then sometimes when things were bad i would find myself posting just to get that little what's the word i'm going for chemical in your brain um you know what i'm um, no uh, Sorry. <laughs> oh gosh the good the good chemical in your brain that good chemical in your brain what's it called i'm typing this in good chemical that good chemical in your brain brain it is serotonin serotonin no? yeah yes. i was about to say is it serotonin i didn't want to say the wrong i almost said melatonin which is but in my head i was thinking dopamine which is a good getting like a dopamine rush right I think that's the thing um where was i before we just ran off the mountain uh you're posting how some people only post the good and very few people post full scope yes that was just i i think i've steered a little bit away from posting on my like, personal account just because of i don't feel like the like the picture you paint on social media is accurate oh so it I, never is and at that point it's like because it, it feels incredible to post something and someone likes it. Like, there's a lot of, whether you want to admit it or not, like, it feels good. And I don't think I like that it feels good. I, like, oh, I want to yeah. have validation by just living my own life instead of living my life and then getting the validation by other people liking what I'm posting about my life. Yeah, no, I kind of going back along the conversation of people only posting the good stuff to give this false representation of themselves. I, w I was hanging out with someone recently and we were just chit chatting. And I was, and I said, I was like, Hey, I noticed you, you know, you were with so-and-so I'm not going to name any names, obviously. And I was like, he seems to be doing really well. Cause once I saw him post a picture of this guy, I, I haven't seen that dude in forever. So I, I looked at his page and he's posting these nice cars, these nice watches that he wears. He's wearing, getting these designer clothes, so on and so forth. And I was like, man, he seems to be doing really well. And the, the guy that I was hanging out with, he would know. And he's like, dude, he is broke. <laughs> Flat broke. I was like, oh, Interesting. well, never mind then. <laughs> just, I take back what I said. I hope he's doing well. You know, it's just. But people are like that. They'll, they'll post, you know, these pictures that just make it seem like all everything's all hunky-dory, their life's perfect, so on and so forth. But, I mean, 90% of the time, there there is so much more. You know, it just... But no one, no one posts the real stuff. You know, did you ever... Did you hear about that Be Real app? I have a very fringe understanding of it so the whole premise of that i never did it but the whole premise of the app is be real which is a social media platform will send out a notification 
at a very specific time. Like it, it was never the same. Every day? Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was never the same. At a very specific time, it'll you'll get a notification from Be Real. Be like, post what you're doing right now. And it's in picture form. So you'll take one picture on your forward-facing camera and then one with your selfie camera. And it's just, you know, whatever you're doing at that moment. And the whole, you know, point of the app is people illustrating the their real selves. You Which know? I do. I like the concept. I do too. I never did it. I, I didn't either. But, but I do I do like the concept of with technology and social media and everything being so accessible, giving an outlet, which it's ironic because it's still social media, it's still like the technology, but giving an outlet where it's a little bit more real and just less artificial. Oh yeah. And okay, so we just ran off a mountain of our Mount Rushmore. Let's yeah, yeah. Sorry, we got on social media. It's all good. This is your back and forth. Did you just yeah. give your your penultimate Mount Rushmore? No. <laughs> I just gave my number three, and then we got off on a social media tangent. Yeah, yeah. Your penultimate. Yeah. The one before the last. So my last Mount Rushmore, and I'll have some honorable mentions, which I can save those till after you do your last one. I'm not uh, gonna lie, I had to remind myself what penultimate means. I weirdly, oh, was, I had a moment there. My vocabulary is not large, but weirdly, I use penultimate frequently. I hmm. couldn't tell you why, but it somehow it stuck in my vocabulary. All right, what's what's your next one? So my last uh, Mount Rushmore is mcdonald's ice cream machine being down mm. it's gotten to the point i drive because a lot of times i will go to mcdonald's just to get ice cream i love their ice cream i think they have incredible soft serve but it's gotten to the point whenever i order it's always a question anyways like can i get an ice cream please but it's gotten to the point where i have to deliver it almost as a double question like can i get an ice cream please or like can i get an ice cream we got that McFlurry machine going. Is it question going? Mark? Like they are batting. It feels like they are batting an okay average if we're taking that average in terms of baseball, where it's okay to bat like 300. Like that would be incredible. Oh, it just yeah. feels like every single time I go, and my my night depends on it. Like if this ice cream machine is down, my night might as well go in the trash. I feel like, and this could be totally wrong. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I think I saw somewhere that most of the time when this instance occurs, it's literally because the machine takes a long time to rev up and it's very, you know, worker intensive. Like it takes, it's a lot of hands on deck to get it going that they just don't do it. You know, if it's not up and running at a certain point, they're not going to kick that thing on just for you. I could that be hurts. totally wrong about that, but I felt like I saw that somewhere. If that's the truth, that that hurts. <laughs> there have been many a nights where my happiness depended on getting that that Sunday that McFlurry, and it did not happen. Like I said, I could be totally wrong on that, but I felt like I, I saw that somewhere. But no, I, that's that is very frustrating. I honestly can't remember the last time I went through McDonald's to get ice cream. I'm not kidding. And whenever I'm in my busy season, July to November, well, especially when it's still warm outside, I yeah. will get in a vanilla cone. 
every single day before it is good. going in. Like it, I just don't ever think about it. Um, because most of the time when I want ice cream, I I want the worst ice cream you can get. Like I want I want to go through Dairy Queen and get the the caramel turtle blizzard. You know, just the worst thing that you can possibly put in your body. Soft serve's good, and I enjoy it, but I always get in the mindset of, well, if, if I'm going to get ice cream, I should just go for it, you know? I understand that's not the a logic. Very, that's not a healthy thought, but... No. Call me lame. I love just a plain vanilla ice cream. I do, too. I, I'm not hating on it. But, mm. no, I... I that Again, I, I've agreed with all of yours. So... To round out my Mount Rushmore, my last pick is going to go for those people who have a lack of punctuality. What do I mean by this? I mean if I if we make plans or if I make plans with someone and say, oh, let's go get you know dinner at six o'clock or oh, let's go play golf at three o'clock, and I get there, I was. You know, there you I do have the rare occasion where I will also be running a little close to the whistle, but I am very rarely late. I'm not gonna lie, I can be pretty hit or miss. Oh, I know. Um Oh, is this adding me? <laughs> um, but it it's not it's what really gets me is when it's egregiously bad. So if I make plans with someone and we're getting together at six o'clock and I'm there at, you know, five fifty five and it gets to six o'clock and they're still not there. And I text them like, hey, where are you? You know, what's going on? You know, I have a table or, you know, I'm sitting at the bar or I'm here, so on and so forth. And they text me back five minutes later. Oh, just left. Just for clarification, are you still adding me? Um, no. That didn't feel confident. Well, I mean, you have your moments. Like, it's fine. But once I'm there, I'm there. I mean, that's great. But when I've been sitting there for 35 minutes already, I'm not going to be in the, you know, the best mood. I just thought you'd be happy to see me, you know? Oh, yeah. No, honestly, I mean, we both know. Yeah, Michael Tawasha. (laughs) He's my... So, he's the one that I golf with. I think we both love the game of golf pretty equally and we're pretty similar in terms of skill level too so it's just good to golf with someone like that the only downside is he's an hour and a half away from me so it makes it tough to actually you know do this but anyway he and he did he wasn't late this past time but he he is the king for if the tea time is at 3 30 I'm getting a text at like 3.27 saying 10 minutes away. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, there are people behind us. Like, they're not going to be happy if we don't tee off in time. He's consistent. So oh, yeah. So, like, I'm standing there at the tee box, and I look over, and I see a car just whipping into the parking <laughs> lot. Drifting. <laughs> but this the past couple times he hasn't done that. But he he used to and I had a buddy in college. Oh my gosh. Oh, whenever we would make plans, I mean he was always an hour late. Always an hour late. I'm not gonna name I'm not gonna name him. I don't want to embarrass him. I'll embarrass, you know, Tawasha. But 
I just what I just a complete disregard for setting plans and setting a time and then showing up super late. I just will never understand. I don't think I could ever rationalize being that late to something. Because at the end of the day, it's super rude to the people who are there. You know, if you if you set if you set a dinner at six o'clock and you don't show up till six thirty, you know th- that's rude for the people who are already there and they've been there. I have nothing to add on this as a as a <laughs> culprit. Taylor's like, I'm just twiddling my thumbs. He's kind of calling me out right now. I'm not the, I'm not calling you out, but that is that is one of my pet peeves is people who just have a complete disregard to being punctual. I'd like to come so. clean. I don't think I have a complete disregard for being punctual, but I have my transgressions. No, it's fine. You know, like you know who honestly is really bad? Uh-oh. And I need to whisper. I think they're still going to be able to hear it. Oh, yeah, she's probably going to listen to this. But oh, my wife is also a super big culprit of this. I'm sleeping on the couch, but it's more along the lines of, man, this has turned into an ASMR podcast. Here we are with yeah. you must be bored. You must be bored. Welcome in. No, um, I will get to the point where if we need to be somewhere by six o'clock, I will tell her that we need to be there at five thirty. Now that's when you know you understand your relationship. I I, I know I know what this is. <laughs> you know, no more getting dressed as you know when we were technically supposed to be there. <laughs> you know, just. So anyway, I like I that. That's, well, that's I don't Mount like that because I'm a culprit. No, no, it's fine. No, it's all good. All right, it's all good. I I'm still gonna give, love you, and I love you. I'm that's hurt right. a little bit. It's all but good. I do love you. Okay, I'm gonna rapid fire my honorable mentions. Go for it. So telemarketers, I didn't add them in my Mount Rushmore because I've almost gotten to the point where it's like that fifth alarm clock that goes off in the morning. You just kind of stop noticing it. So telemarketers would have made the cut if, but I'm I'm just becoming numb to them. Uh, people not using turning signals. I use them religiously. It's just a part of like, it is how I drive. If I'm if there's no cars on the road, I still use my turning signal. I just mainly if I'm waiting to turn and someone, and I could have gone but I wasn't able to because I didn't know that they were turning. It's like just use your turning signal. Just do it. And then uh, people staying in my blind spot while I'm driving, like on the interstate, oh, like yeah. they, they get in, they speed up to where they get in your blind spot and then they just stay there. It's like either slow down or speed up. Don't stay right there. And those are my honorable mentions. The only one that I didn't really mention, and it, it's a driving one, but slow drivers. Just those who... We'll hop on the interstate. It's specifically mainly for the interstate, but if the speed limit is 70, those who go 60 or 65, I just, it just disrupts the flow of traffic. It makes you have to change lanes more frequently than you need to. Um, And I'm also going to start whispering again because my wife is also a very slow driver. And so it takes forever to get somewhere. That's why I drive everywhere. Anyway, but see, I don't mind that one as much as long as they're in the I, the rightmost lane. It's now it's if they're bad. riding the middle lane or left lane, going oh, under yeah. the speed limit, that one does get me. But 
I'll be honest, it doesn't bother as much bother me as much. Well, as and, and as I also I will throw out the caveat that I am a fast driver. So I'm not I'm not well. I guess I am technically speeding, but my dad would always have this saying. And if there is ever a picture perfect example of how to be a um, lawful driver, my father is one. I'm just kidding. He had to go to driver school like in his <laughs> 40s because he got so many tickets. Anyway, we love it. We love it. He would always say um, nine, you're fine. Ten, you're mine. And the whole you know, background of that saying is if you're going nine miles over the speed limit, a cop will not pull you over. Their threshold for pulling you over is going 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. So if I'm going down the interstate, I always set my cruise on 79. That's interesting. I but Heaven forbid I go to 80 because I feel like I'm really breaking the law at that point. See, the rhyme definitely fits. I've always felt much more comfortable dropping it down to 77. Just to give you yourself a little buffer, I get that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that too. Like if I'm, I've made the drive between Bowling Green and Lexington and Louisville so many times, I kind of know where they stake out. And so if I'm driving through those zones, I will press the little minus button on my steering wheel twice to bring the cruise speed down to 77. Down to a science. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, I've got it down. But it, it's mainly going back to the peeve, you know, especially if I'm a passenger. And I, I've been known to do this. And if I'm a passenger and my wife is driving and she's going like 62 on the interstate, I'll look over and I'll make a snide comment like, oh, I guess we'll get there tomorrow. Or I'm sure that goes well. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I mean, we're just on the interstate and we're just getting passed left and right. We're getting passed by semis and just these just sitting in the passenger seat like, oh, my God, <laughs> Like, can we please get there? <laughs> anyway, the worst is um, when you're on the interstate and you're you get frustrated because someone's going really slow and then you pass them and it's like a grandparent. And you're like, well, no, I'm in. Like, oh man. <laughs> or yeah, you're you're like you're riding the tail of this dude and you're like, oh my gosh, get out of the way. And then you pull up and it's an old man. And he's just trying to get from point A to point B. And you're like, man, I feel like a jerk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's just having a nice day. He's probably looking in his rearview mirror and be like, what's this dude in a rush for? You know? <laughs> I just anyway. So Taylor, that is Rushmore. our that's our Mount Rushmore of pet peeves. I, I thought it was pretty I, successful. I agree. Hey, we're we're getting this down to a science. We're gonna. This is the first episode, so it's it's gonna be a little rough. If we listen back to it, it might be a little rough. But I you know, probably will. Hey, it's all good. I will say, okay? looking at the timer, looking at the clock, I'd say oh quarantine could be a full another hour. So oh I say, let's gosh. save the quarantine experience. Just talking about, obviously, everybody experienced that. Let's sure. say that we're gonna save that talking through that maybe another mount rushmore for the next episode okay okay because that one is an easy hour just bouncing around on that one yeah whenever we were planning this and you asked me how long you think these will be and you said an hour i chuckled there's just no way these episodes are going to be an hour there's just no way how many 
little side turns we take. Oh gosh, man. Just it. And that's, it's fine, you know, but whenever you said that, there's just no shot. Cause like all the, all the big podcasts, you know, like pardon my take, they'll go two and a half hours, you know, and they're just constantly talking about stuff. Now those are mostly, they, they mainly do interviews, you know, so that helps take up time, but they're so good about never having dead air and the, the flow just, is constant. Oh yeah. You know, they, they always have a list of topics. They always have segments and that's kind of the point. We'll, we'll streamline this more and we'll have, we'll incorporate more segments. Like I think what was one of the ideas we had, it was uh, to have your girlfriend write questions and put them in a hat. (laughs) And then at the end of the episode, we just whip out a question and we just answer it to end the episode. And here's our question. Why did you not fold the laundry? Oh, that's a oh, tough one. Gosh, man. Just. No, I mean, we'll we'll fill this out a little more, you know, as we go. Yes. I would the, say the for whole the first point... one, there was no dead air. Or if there was, it was pretty minimal. Yeah. The flow went well. We stuck to a semi-schedule, and we, we hit all the bullet points we wanted to. Yeah, except for literally the main topic of the episode that we wanted to do. I call this Which was a success. quarantine. No, it was a success. No, I'm not I hey, I am not hating on it. I thought we did okay. Not to just keep giving ourselves a pat on the back, but hey, the whole I'll take the pats I can get at this point. The whole point of this podcast was to not take ourselves too seriously. It was honestly check checkmate. <laughs> but Honestly, you know, it just, we just are talking, you know, we're never going to, I think, you know, the ground rules we laid out. And if you're listening to this and you were wanting us to talk about one of these topics, I'm sorry, we're never going to talk about politics. Based off of our knowledge of Mount Rushmore, probably smart. Yeah, that's probably smart. You all, you all do not want our opinions on politics because it will be hilariously awful. (laughs) Just I just I hate it to begin with, and we're just not going to talk about it. This is this is supposed to be fun. This is what you need to listen to as you're driving to work in the morning. You know, if you have nothing better to do, if you if you literally have exhausted all of your podcast playlist, and you're like, man, I guess I'll listen to Ethan Taylor. <laughs> man, I you're guess. getting down to the bottom of the barrel. And we're happy you. to be here for you. Oh, Taylor, we didn't mention our uh, sponsor for this episode. The floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one. I'm just putting it in the universe. Quick, tier list of uh, sponsors you would like to sponsor this podcast and go. Oh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, um, Celsius. Energy. I've been I would hammering like... those in the morning. Fiji. <laughs> Water. Oh, Fiji's a good one. Fiji's a good one. Um, come on now. There's got to be more. Uh, I'd like White to be Castle. Okay. Uh, I don't know if my bowels will take that one, but I do love White Castle. Um, I'm gonna go with some kind of candle brand. I love candles. Ooh, like Yankee Candle. Yeah. Yankee well, Candle. Uh, you must be bored. Brought to you by uh Yankee Candle. Please make it happen. The scent of the month is um apple cinnamon. Mm. Mm. I do. Mm. I, Let me tell you, those candles do be smelling good. 
Something about Yankee Candle, they are very expensive, but those candles have some endurance. You go buy a cheap candle, it's going to burn away quick. It's probably not going to burn even. You're going to waste half the candle because it didn't even melt. It's just going to go straight down the center, like drilling to the center of the earth. But if you buy a Yankee Candle, Yankee Candle, please listen to this. If you buy a Yankee Candle, it is going to last. You're going to get your money's worth. It is worth every single penny, even if it's a little bit pricey. So Yankee Candle, Oh, We're we're 100% cutting that up and sending it to Yankee Candle and be like, please. Please. You don't even have to pay. (laughs) <laughs> you can we just say it hashtag not an ad can i yeah can i have one candle just one and a year we'll call it a sponsorship boom this is and a the good thing candle about yankee podcast. candle is that one candle a year is going to last you all year it's just the gift that keeps on giving all year round it is that's a christmas vacation reference to those who didn't know that I would. I don't think I knew that. I'm sorry. Are you serious? I would also. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. I'm just. I can't. Okay. I'm awful at remembering lyrics, remembering quotes from movies. I asked um, you if you've seen that movie. We literally watched it together this past year, so it's yeah. Within the past like two months. Yeah. That that's on me. Well, within the past month. Month and what? Four days. Yes. Um. I would also like to be sponsored by. I need to find a good deodorant. I have sensitive armpits. Oh, Old Spice Fiji. See, it depends. Sometimes Old Spice makes me break out a little bit. So I need to find a a deodorant that is very gentle on the skin and get sponsored by them. I want to make so many jokes right now. Do it. No. Don't do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm a sensitive. I'm fragile. I know. But but anyway. That hurt. But yes, yeah, Celsius, please reach out. Um, Yankee Candle, also reset, reach out. Um, hashtag not an ad, uh, but please, just think about it. Think about all the pub you'll get from us. The pub on the pod. The uh, yeah, pod pub. Okay, we're we're going downhill quick. We need we need to wrap this up. All right. Have we done our jobs here? <laughs> yeah. What what did we say we were doing for an outro? Thank you for watching. You must uh, be I bored. think I think Taylor. You just talked over my outro. You oh, no, I was gonna say I think Taylor. Didn't you say you were gonna sing a jingle as we go out? See, you're misremembering. You said you were going to sing the jingle. Or did we say we were gonna sing a duet together? Yep. Let's go. One, two, three. Nice. You must be bored. Thank you for watching. You must be bored. It's listening, but yes, thank you for listening. I hate you. Peace.